Ideas are everywhere. Welcome to Lessons Learned in Marketing, the Phoenix Group Podcast. I'm your host, David Bellarive, and today we're talking Royal Saskatchewan Museum. Joining me to talk about the museum and marketing the museum is Jill Swainson, communications consultant with Sask Parks Culture and Sport. So, Jill, welcome to the podcast. Ooh, thanks for having me. You're very welcome, and I'm excited about this because uh, the Royal Saskatchewan Museum is uh, one of my favorite places in Regina. Well, actually, in Saskatchewan, when our kids were growing up, uh, we used to take them there all the time. I swear my son was there almost every day. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so it has a great place in our hearts. So, so welcome. And can you tell me about the Royal Saskatchewan Museum? Um, sure, yeah. So the um, the museum is established in um, 1906, so t- 2016 is the 110th anniversary. Um, at the time, it was the Provincial Museum. Um, at one point, it was called the Saskatchewan Museum of Natural History. Um, the loca- It's had a few different locations. The location it's in right now, um, on co- the corner of College and Albert, it's been, that's been the location since 1955. And in 1993, the um, Queen Elizabeth gave the Museum Royal designation and it became the Royal Saskatchewan Museum. Mm-hmm. So, um, of course, I mean, I think we, many people are familiar with the museum, but it's um, it's kind of our uh, the study of um, Saskatchewan's natural history and Aboriginal cultures. Um, but it um, the museum collects, studies, and preserves specimens and artifacts um, from all across the province as well. Um, and then there are a number of um, of researchers who are who are studying, you know, um, current. Um, trends and issues as well um, that are relevant to our province and, mm-hmm. and, and to the world as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, who do you attract or who is the audience that um, you attract or aim for to come to the museum? Um, so the so the focus w- um, in terms of the um, the museum, so basically we have uh, the exhibits and programs at the museum itself, which uh, are targeted towards um, families with young children, so mostly children aged 3 to 10. Um, and then there's kind of a focus on targeting, you know, both parents and grandparents, because, you know, grandparents will bring their the grandkids to the museum. And then um, a lot of the time we'll also focus on um, trying to target moms specifically, because mm-hmm. oftentimes it's a female in the household who will make the plans for the weekend or for the day. So, um, and then we also reach out to tourists to the city, um, teachers, uh, school groups, um, whether they are coming in for, um, you know, a field trip or self-directed kind of learning, even, um, even early childhood educators as well. Mm-hmm. And then um, also new Canadians so that they can learn, um, new people new to the province can come and learn about the history of the province. Um, and then uh, First Nations as well, because there is a really strong um, First Nations um, focus at the museum and um, First, Na- First Nations um, collection and exhibits. And, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you, what kind of things do you do to reach out to those in, in terms of advertising or marketing? In, oh. um, we do quite a bit of, um, well, we do Facebook, quite a bit of social media marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, we do, whether it's boosted posts or sponsored ads or um, We'll do quite a bit of, uh, of Facebook advertising. Um, we do um, a little bit of print advertising as well. Um, we do some, uh, this year, we, we do not very much billboard, but we've done, we do a billboard for the... Well, you have your big billboard out in front on College yeah. and Albert Street there. Yeah, there's that's the big always, one. Yeah. I mean, you got most more traffic there well, than probably there's that one, anywhere. yeah. But there's, I was going to say, too, we, the, of course, there's 
there's actually the T-Rex Discovery Center as well, which is part of the museum. Oh, okay. T-Rex Discovery Center is out in East End. That's in East End, yeah. And it's open um, seasonally, so May long to September long. Um, there's a nice big billboard out there promoting the um, on the highway when it for uh, it's up while the museum's open. Um, this year we also did uh, we had a new um, exhibit launch in May um, called Snakes Alive. Um, and we did a banner in the Cornwall Center, um, right in center court there as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it's varied. And we also will do some poster delivery, posters throughout the city for um, timely events, whether it's you know a different event that's coming up um, that uh, you want to, that just kind of reaches that audience, people out for coffee with their kids or you know out for breakfast, that kind of thing. I remember, and maybe you don't do it or still do it, but I remember a lot of email marketing too when um, our kids were in school getting the programs out and new exhibit information coming out um that they there actually hasn't been a lot of email marketing current uh lately but that's something that's kind of um on the around the corner Mm -hmm. type thing yeah but uh there's um lots of blogging um lots of social media activity um and uh kind of keeps a strong presence on ongoing online presence yeah yeah yeah, for sure and how do um like what what kinds of things do you need to to uh promote i mean how do what would what would get someone to come to the museum like you have different exhibits that come through but for the most part it's the same all the time isn't it um well there's there are you know permanent exhibits but the um the staff there have been working very very hard to um do whether it's smaller displays or larger temporary exhibits they are working to constantly make um, changes at the museum mm-hmm. um, so for instance uh, recently there was a um, an exhibit called um, insects flowers and food um, there was there's one right now called snakes alive um, which features all nine snakes species um, natural to Saskatchewan and they're and they're alive, alive. yeah wonderful <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, right away here, they're going to have a new display of the of T-Rex coprolite, which is dung, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, <laughs> I think it's the uh, the lar- or the only known specimen in the world, and it was found in Saskatchewan, and oh, it'll be wow, on display I didn't know that. soon. So you can come see some dinosaur. Yeah, poops. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, no, there's there are temporary exhibits and um, and displays that are coming up and changing all the time. But then programming as well. They're, the programming staff are always coming up with, um, whether it's a different event um, or um, a, just a new program that they're going to be offering, whether it's to school groups or, or um, you know, they have a story time for, um, for mm-hmm. younger groups on Monday mornings. There's, um, there's also um, movies on Sundays in the auditorium. So there's all sorts of different events that are, that are, and programs that are always changing. So what do you find are some of the biggest challenges in marketing or bringing, uh, I get broadcast uh, promoting the museum um i would say that well there isn't a significant budget yeah yeah um, and you have uh, i mean i can imagine between programming and everything else that um the, the marketing, the marketing budget is, isn't yeah isn't yeah. huge um so i think what we try to do is um really focus on um well specifically reaching where can, where can we reach our our audiences mm-hmm. um, is of course you know whether it's um, if we do a, a target if we do a boosted post we're targeting it to you know the right audience so mm-hmm. that we can reach them um, 
but also uh, I think too just telling the stories that are happening at the museum, like whether it's the staff or um, the stories about the different kinds of exhibits that are coming or the stories about the things that are being brought in. It's communicating not only that, you know, we have um, these really cool items on display or or cool artifacts on display, but how did they get there? So um, for example, there's um, the Buzzard Cooley meteorite uh, that was on display at the T-Rex Discovery Center this summer, and it was um, found near a farm, in a, at a farm near Lord, Lloydminster, and the mm-hmm. farmers donated it to the museum, and so it's on display. Um, last year, Inland Aggregates found a mammoth tusk um, and contacted the museum to have it picked up. Um, so there's all these really interesting stories, not only about um, you know the study of what of what's uh, in collections, but you know how the collections be- became a part of the museum. How do you get those stories out? How are you telling those stories? Um, we do. Whenever we can, we'll do a we'll do a news release. We'll mm-hmm. we'll send it out to media. Um, but we will. There's a blog on the website. Um, we'll share, and then we share those blogs and all and those media stories through social media as well. So they usually tend to get a really nice pickup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the RSM Facebook page is is one that people should follow. It's uh, it's a lot of fun all the time. A lot of kudos go to you guys for yeah. putting that together. Well, uh, Betty Shum is the is the woman who does the social media at the RSM and. Um, I was talking to her recently, and she's so she's an exhibit designer. Um, oh, okay. She's actually got a background. Uh, she's a mechanical engineer. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> she worked um, at the Science Center for 14 years, and she's been doing social... Uh, part of her job has been social media um, for the museum since about 2013. Oh, wow. Um, when I was talking to her about, you know, how did, how did she find... I think what Betta does really, really well is she speaks... It's all about communication, yeah. talking to all the researchers, talking to people in programming and just finding out, just digging deep and finding out, you know, what are they working on? What's going on? What's interesting? Um, but two, she has a lot of um, experience writing um, exhibit panel content and programming worksheets, worksheets and educational tools. So all of that, when you're taking, you know, sometimes complex ideas and then writing content for the public, it she's already got tons of experience doing that. And she so. has a, yeah, she has the deep understanding. We always say that it's always, you know, you, you have this temptation and no uh, slight on my career or yours, but it's always better if people that are deeply involved can do this, especially things like social content, because you have that inside knowledge but um, that you can bring. And, and that's kind of a lot of what we want when we go through social media or yeah. Facebook. And, yeah. yeah. And what's cool too is, I mean, we can, her and I can talk about, oh, you know, here's, what about, why don't we try something like this with a blog or why don't we get newsletters going or, you know, whether it's her coming up with an idea or myself throwing an idea out to her, then it's, it's great to kind of, um, you know, she's great at finding that content, developing that content. But then I think too, when you're coming from the marketing background, you can kind of say, you know, well, what if we try a certain time, a type of time of day to post or, you know, Right, so Those you can bring your things. communication side to her knowledge side. That, that would work really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what kinds of things work for the RSM? What kind, I guess, Facebook must be one of the best. Yeah, I would certainly say social media. Um, it's nice to see... Uh, there's quite, depending on you know different things, get a lot of comments and shares because they're really interesting. Um, but the museum's also really good about um, programming and... and uh, People like Betta are really, really great at kind of knowing, you know, what's coming up around the corner, whether it's, you know, World Snake Day mm-hmm. or um, there's this kind of worldwide uh, 
initiative called Ask a Curator Day where you use the hashtag Ask a Curator and you can tag any type of museum and most of them will actually have their curators kind of ready on hand to answer your questions. Oh, neat. So whether it's, you know, a personal experience like, oh, what was the coolest thing you've seen in the field or um, an, an actual question about something that the public has found or those types of things and then you spend the whole day getting these questions in and then, you know, finding that curator, asking them those questions and then sharing that back out with the public. So oh, fun. it's really cool and engaging. Is that coming up or did I miss it? That one just happened. Um, <laughs> but you know what the, uh, as a result, so Beta has, uh, we added a, um, a form to right on the homepage of the museum website and you can actually click on it and you can upload a photo of something that you found or you can ask a question and, and that'll, I'm sure we'll see more ask a curator questions being shared mm-hmm. on social media. Going like not just on Ask a Curator Day for sure, yeah. yeah. So, um, Facebook and anything in particular on Facebook that's doing really well for the RSM, or are there other mediums that you really like and you really find successful? Um, recently picked up with uh, Instagram, um, and then of course, there's they use uh, Twitter as well. Um, so they're kind of those main three right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say that they won't expand to. Snapchat or somewhere else, but um, right now it's the focus is on those three. Um, and the same person doing all three? Yep, Beta okay. does all three, yep. Um, um, I think what's great too is though is I, th- I think that people are good about sharing you know, what they're working on and sharing um, what's coming up around the corner. And so she, uh, she, she has a nice combination of going and get, pulling information from people, but also having information pushed to mm-hmm. her as well so that mm-hmm. we can get that out. So. And does she promote then through the RSM, the East End Discovery Center as well? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's one page. There's one page, Facebook page for both. Um, and what she'll do is it'll say Regina Royal Saskatchewan Museum at the top and then share a post. Um, or it'll say TRX Discovery Center at the top. Um, that's if it has something specifically to do with a location. Otherwise, you know, if it's, if it's sharing, sharing some research or something that one of the... Um, exhibit staff or you know any one of the staff at the museum have has been working on then we don't it doesn't need to be associated with either place necessarily mm-hmm. how long have you been working with as a consultant communications consultant with the rsm just a little bit over a year and in that year what kind of lessons have you learned or have you learned from the rsm um oh lots <laughs> <laughs> so much actually um i think I think what I've learned, I've learned a lot from Betta, just as I described, you know, um, her ability to um, translate ideas that might be more complex, as I mentioned earlier, into something that's, you know, or even condensing information, because you might have something that's in a large news release or a a big paper, and, you know, how do you find those really key key points to bring out that are really interesting to the public? Mm and I think that uh, between Beta or, you know, um, the researchers themselves or uh, Ray Poulin, who's the head of research and collections, and then um, John Snell is the head of program- programming and exhibits, and they are really great about finding that those really... Um, the juicy those, nuggets. The juicy, yeah, the juicy, exactly, the juicy <laughs> yeah. nuggets, exactly. So they're really great about kind of all, we can all work together and we can determine, you know, oh, what really makes this unique or what makes this so important to Saskatchewan? Um, those types of really what draws your interest yeah, yeah yeah and with Facebook now do you find you're spending quite a bit like not I mean huge amounts of money but do you need to spend a little bit of money to keep that active and they uh, we usually what we do is we do um, kind of the right side 
okay. ads yeah. or the sponsored um, ads for exhibits. Um, and then we'll do boosted posts for um, events. And boosted posts, we can get you know a lot of um, reach and engagement with not a huge budget, I yeah. find. Yeah. Well, you have a lot of followers, don't you? Um, there's about 7,000. Yeah, yeah, that's that's significant yeah, for sure. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You should be proud of that. Yeah, it's sure. been growing quite a bit over the past year, two years. Yeah, I would say it's really started to... Um, I think, I want to say it was about 5,000 last year. Mm -hmm. So a couple thousand this year is growth so far. So I guess one of the ways that you would measure success at the museum would be visitations. How are they going? Visitation actually has been doing um, extremely well. Uh, past year, a little bit over a year, they've, the numbers have been increasing substantially. Um, and in fact, uh, over the summer, um, so the summer of 2016, um, measured compared to the summer of 2015, um, visitation was up 30%. Oh, wow. From the year to year. And when you were to compare that number, the 2016 visitation to the 10-year average, it was up 27% over the oh, summer wow. months. Oh, really? Nice. Um, and that trend uh, um, continues to, to stay steady. Um, and a lot of that has to do with, um, it's, it's the launch of new exhibits and programs. It's the popular science-based and family-friendly events that are taking place. Um, all of the important research that's being performed by the uh, by the scientists and their and you know all of that coming out in being shared by the media, um, and then of course just different ways that those are all being marketed. Of course, are are drawing drawing traffic. Well, it seems, and this might maybe just my own perception, but that I hear so much more. Like I see so much more activity there, and I hear so much more about it. Do you feel like there's just more happening and more marketing on it? I yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I think that there's um, I think there's really been a focus on on new. Um, they really want to have, you know, there's, of course, there's the exhibits that are always there. Yeah. But with this, with whether it's a new temporary exhibit or a new programming, there really is a focus on um, that when you go, you're not going to see the same thing um, or experience the same thing every time you go. It's going to be something new. Oh, that's really cool. But I would say about the old exhibits, because every time I look at those dioramas, I'm like, oh, I never saw that before. <laughs> it's so cool. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> every time you go, you, you will not see every detail. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Bar? So how do people connect with the RSM? Uh, so there's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can sign up for newsletters on the um, Royal, Sask Museum, or Royal Saskatchewan Museum or Um and yeah, I mean, you can, and really, you can reach out. You can ask questions. You can send questions to the to the RSM and. I, what I would say is that the staff there are incredibly passionate about what they do, um, and and they just. You know they're open to to questions, and they're open to um, they're just they're just really passionate about each and every one of them is so passionate about their their areas of expertise, and it's it's just such a pleasure to work with oh, with fantastic. them. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Jill, thank for joining you. us, and um, we'll look forward to uh, the new exhibits coming up, and maybe I'll come see some snakes. I'm not sure. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you. And that's our show for this week. Thank you very much for listening. The music for Lessons Learned in Marketing is produced and written by Six Degrees in Calgary. Talk to you next week. <laughs>